Sometimes the best marketing campaigns don't cost a thing. Currently, most nonprofits are not taking advantage of one of the best opportunities in nonprofit marketing, Google Ad Grants. How do you get started and what are the best practices for the program and more broadly, nonprofit search marketing? I'm Josh with Antidote and welcome to Nonprofit Pulse, where we explore trends, insights, and resources that help nonprofits accomplish their mission. On this episode, we're joined by Nicole Vanderwall on the topic of Google Ad Grants and nonprofit search marketing best practices. Nicole is a search marketing expert helping nonprofits attract supporters with Google Ad Grants using a simplified process taken from the Ad Grant Accelerator framework. With more than 10 years of experience serving nonprofits, Nicole helps organizations thrive in their search marketing efforts through expert coaching and consulting. Hey, Nicole, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to go go through this today with you. Yeah, so uh, I've been excited for this conversation for a while. We've been trying to get this book for many months. Um, you are in Australia, and I am in Austin, Texas. So it's been a bit of a dance to get it uh, to get the schedule worked out, but we made it. We are here, and uh, super excited to be talking about Google Ad Grants for nonprofits. Uh, just a, a great resource for our community, and there's always uh, more education. Um, to be had in, in the area. So super excited about the topic. So maybe just first of all, let's let's define what we're talking about. Uh, for those who are not initiated, what are uh, Google advertising grants and, and why should nonprofits care about them? Yeah, fabulous question. And I love to just jump in just straight away and just get into it. So the details are if you are a registered nonprofit um, in, in most countries in the, in the, the world, not just the U.S., um, you are eligible for a $10,000 per month advertising grant that is run on the Google platform. So $10,000 um, generally on the Google platform, you'll get, you know, a click will be anywhere from $2 to potentially $30. So Google gives you that $10,000 to spend throughout the month on clicks to your website. Okay, so when we talk about Google, it's Google search ads. So when you, you know, type something into Google, you know, events near me or what's on this weekend, you'll generally see a few advertisements at the top. There will generally be about three ads and they'll have a little sponsored or ad next to them. And that's how we know they're advertisements. So with the Google grant, Google allows you to basically run free advertisements for your charity to show up on the results page in order to get new people to your website that might not know about your organization already. Um, and it's really Google's way of giving back to charities and nonprofits so that, you know, you guys can really get the most of uh, people that are searching for your cause or your mission or potentially your services that wouldn't otherwise know about you. So we're talking about 10000 a month here, which is 120000 per year, which is a massive, massive budget, especially for a nonprofit, um, uh, for potentially your nonprofit that might not have keep some money to spend on advertising. This is generally a really great offering. Um, and, and really to get it, just to jump into how to get the Google grant, it's a very short application process. You know, it'll generally take you anywhere from 10 to, to potentially a full hour to go ahead and apply, but then that's pretty much it. Um, anyone can do it. You don't need to be like in the grants department or a grant specialist to apply for this grant. Um, it's really just asking you a few different questions about your organization. Um, it will validate with an organization named Percent that you are actually a valid nonprofit. And then once you are approved, which could be anywhere from 24 hours to a whole week, 
then you'll all of a sudden just have this new budget released and you'll have this whole new fresh advertising account that you'll be able to set up these ads. Um, and yeah, you're sort of off to the races. So it's one of the easiest, in my opinion, grants to get because, you know, typically when we think about getting a grant, it's like we have to write out a whole different thing. Um, we have to generally hire like potentially a grant writer to help us write it. We need to like consult with different people to put the best application together. But this is like, if you're a nonprofit, you're eligible, you're likely going to get it. So there's sort of, um, there's not a, a big margin uh, to get into this this game. So it's that's why I think it's really special in that sense. Um, but yeah, also really easy to get just for, for any nonprofit marketer. Yeah, and it, it really seems like a win-win for both Google and uh, the nonprofits and that, you know, with, with Google ads, it introduces nonprofits who may not be advertising uh, or who may not be advertising on Google, kind of introduced to their platform. And for nonprofits, it's, it's a great program to, uh, to get free uh, advertising spend and then also to, to get acquainted with the Google ad platform uh, and perhaps even just advertising uh, in general. So it's a, it's a really great program. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, what's new in the Google Ad Grants program? What are you seeing? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And to be honest, like with, so the Google Grant, I should say, is only search advertising. So you can't necessarily run any of your like display ads or any YouTube activities. So if you want to do any like video or image ads, you won't have be able to do those in your Google Grant. It's just search advertising. So just search keywords, just you know, the top three ads when you when you search for something on the results page. But that being said, what is new and it's kind of exciting because the Google grants um, are a little bit slow in getting new um, sort of initiatives or, or advancing uh, compared to paid ads. So what is new is that we're seeing in a lot of our grants um, lately is that they're surpassing the $10,000 budget. Um, so that just means like historically, you would only be able to spend a certain amount per day, like it generally capped out around 328 per day um, of spend. But now we're seeing Google sort of opening that a little bit. So we're seeing clients, you know, that historically only were able to spend 10,000 a month going up to 11,000 and a little bit further up. So I guess like the call out is if you have a grant, a Google grant active now, and you're potentially watching or listening to this podcast, um, I would say that go ahead and open your daily budgets up a little bit um, because you may want to, uh, there may be additional spend that you just don't know about. So if you, you're one of those people who you set all of your daily budgets to only hit that 328, I would go ahead and pop those open a little bit and maybe even up to 500 because we know Google is allowing nonprofits to spend more and you really want to be able to capture that additional opportunity. Uh, same goes if you don't have a Google grant yet, um, just keep that in mind. You don't want to really restrict it to just 328 or that 300 per day. Um, keep it a little bit open because you potentially might get a little bit more than that 10 grand per month. Yeah, so Nicole, you help organizations uh, run their uh, advertising programs through Google grants. Uh, what are you seeing that's really working for nonprofits? Uh, what do you see tactics, strategies, et cetera, that you could share with our audience? Yeah, definitely. So the number one, like if you were talking about the the list of priorities of what to set up in your ad grants account, and I could like literally go on for days of telling you about like the top 10 list. But if we're just talking the number one priority of what to set up in your grant today that can make a difference tomorrow is going to be a brand campaign. So a brand campaign is just anyone who is typing in your brand keyword. Um, your brand name as a keyword, I should say. So if you are um, 
you know, if you're Susan G. Komen, um, someone typing in Susan G. Komen walk, Susan G. Komen race, um, donate to Susan G. Komen. These are all people typing in your brand keyword. So they technically likely already know about your brand, right? So setting up a search campaign using your brand keywords. So these can be um, exact match type, phrase match type, or broad. It doesn't really matter with your brand, but you want to go ahead and have at least five, five brand keywords in your brand search campaign. And then what you want to do is your advertisement on that campaign. You want to make sure that your call to action is very strong. Um, so your absolute, like how you judge success of your organization. So for most organizations, it's going to be donate now. Um, you know, some organizations might be, you know, buy a ticket to our event or whatever your main, the main way that you make money for organization, that needs to be your call to action on your brand um, advertisement. So um, like an example, I was working with a client um, about two weeks ago and we just updated her brand ads. We did nothing else in the account. We just updated the brand ads to be really strong. You know, donate now. We need your urgent support. Um, you know, we need your help in order to keep 17 support groups running. Uh, just very, very strong call to action, you know, really using positive sentiment. Um, and donate now is the call to action. And we came back a week later and someone had already made a $300 uh, donation just within the first week, which is like crazy for a grant because generally grants are a little bit slower. But to see a donation within seven days just in the brand um, campaign from changing one small thing is pretty unheard of. So just make sure if or when you do create your brand campaign or if you have one right now that your call to action is very strong. Um, and it's really, you know, what you want those users that potentially already know your brand, already have that know, like, and trust what you want them to do, like what action you want them to take on site. I love that. And I, I love the story. And, you know, what that's, that's essentially free money, right? We were talking about nonprofits who are uh, so often scraping for resources, trying to make every dollar count, um, using, using these ad grants uh, to, to gain new donors and, and not just donations, but even donors, right? Like cultivating those relationships, building new, uh, new relationships with, with those who are going to support you. That's just, it's huge. And especially this time of the year, um, you know, every, everyone's doing the end of year giving push. Um, and it's just a great year to, or a great time to be leaning into your grants. Um, so what would you say uh, as far as next steps for those who, who let's say they've gotten the grant, maybe they're, they're uh, unsure what to do next. Um, you know, obviously they can contact you for help, but even beyond that, what would you say if, if they're already plugged in, what's some good next steps for them? Yeah, definitely. So I think if you already have your grant um, and you've been approved and you've, you know, potentially been running for a couple of weeks and you're just really not seeing the spend that you're after, which is very, very common. Um, when I do help clients with their grants, generally they can only spend a couple hundred um, and they really want to spend that 5,000 or that 10,000. Um, so generally what I recommend is um, setting up a dynamic search campaign. So this is sort of one of the, I guess I should say like sneaky or like hack campaigns that you can actually set up in the grant account. So this is a search campaign technically, but it's dynamic. So it's sort of like, um, it's definitely allowed, but it's like sort of on like the gray area between what is and isn't. But generally this uh, dynamic search campaign, instead of using keywords, so instead of giving it a bunch of keywords you want to target, it will, you give it your landing pages and Google will do the hard job of finding all the keywords that you currently have on site or on your landing pages that you give it. 
and then they will run advertisements. So you don't necessarily write an advertisement with a bunch of headlines or um, a landing page. You just give Google two description lines and then they'll do all of the other work. Um, so something to keep in mind if you, uh, so basically the, the, the advertisement is dynamic. Google will dynamically put this together. So if you are worried about like your brand image or you have a very specific um, or strict brand guide, this campaign probably isn't for you. But if you aren't so much worried about your advertisements um, and sort of what they're going to look like, then I would definitely recommend this type of campaign. Again, you just set it up like your generic search campaign. However, when you go to make the ad groups, it'll send you into making standard ad groups. You'll just want to X out of the process. And then you'll want to rebuild once um, the campaign sort of is in the, the left navigation. You want to go back into it, create a new ad group, but change it. There's like a down arrow you can change from standard to dynamic. So you want to create a dynamic ad group. And then you'll go ahead and choose either all landing pages or all ad groups from standard campaigns, whatever you want to choose as your, your targeting. And then it'll just pop in two description lines. And that's basically it. So it's really, you don't really need hardly any content or information to get started. Um, and just one thing to mention, if you do build this dynamic campaign and you notice that Google isn't suggesting any landing pages or it isn't spending or it isn't serving, then it's possible that Google can't find any keywords on your website. And that happens when you have a new website. Perhaps you've only, you know, your organization is only a year old or it's a new website um, perhaps you do not know anything about SEO and you haven't set up or optimized any keywords on site, then that's going to be a massive reason why your dynamic game might not work. And if that is the case and dynamic isn't working for you, then you're going to have to go back to the generic search uh, utilizing um, your exacting phrase match. And then if you still can't spend with the exacting phrase then you will have to really jump into broad match keywords and really utilizing um, more broad generic keywords to go ahead and get your account to spend. Um, you can also like, you can also target adjacent categories to yourself. So um, what might your target audience be searching for that's similar to what you have? Okay, so you do have to have like a landing page on your website that talks about whatever this is. Um, but you definitely can utilize your grant to target things that are similar to what you offer or similar services to what you offer. They don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be just all what you have. You can sort of branch out into different areas um, to capture more audience and to get more people to your website. But again, you need to have a designated landing page on your site that speaks about that adjacent offering, um, uh, if that makes sense. This podcast is brought to you by Antidote. With more than 13 years of serving nonprofits, churches, ministries, campaigns, and schools, Antidote has processed billions of dollars in donations. That experience has guided us in building tools that save your organization time and money. Join more than 30,000 organizations and increase giving today. Learn more at antidote.com. A-N-E-D-O-T.com. Antidote. Save time and money with powerful giving tools. What are some other common mistakes that, that you've run into orgs uh, you know, trying to do with the grant or, or having issues with the uh, ad showing or even reporting? What, uh, what are some common issues there? Yeah, so the number one like common mistake that people make, and I guess I really didn't see about this, so it's glad you bring this up. But so with your grant account, the, the number one rule to understand is that 
you can never compete against a paid advertising account. So you are in a second priority line in the auction. So if you can, so basically you'll never be able to, to run keywords like donate to charity. If you have a bunch of high competitive keywords in your grant account, like donate to charity, you know, um, like donate to whatever it might be, um, you know, walk for charity, 5k walk for charity, those sort of like really high competition keywords in your grant account, they're not going to run. You won't get any spend. You won't get any impression. So a lot of times when I'm looking at uh, ad grant accounts or auditing through, I notice that all of the keywords are super high competition keywords. Um, and I think that this really isn't very clear to advertisers or nonprofits when they first get their grant. So it's something that I try to like really um, educate uh, more nonprofits about, but there's absolutely like no reason to even have these high competition keywords in your account because you're never going to show for like a donate to charity or like donate type keywords. Um, so just to sort of reiterate, if a paid advertiser, so if a nonprofit with real money, so like, you, you know, your, your bigger nonprofits that spend, you know, thousands of dollars per month, um, advertising on keywords like donate to charity, you know, donate to whatever, um, children's charity, donate to cancer, all of these keywords, if anyone is paying real money, their real money to bid on those, your grant will never show on that keyword. So you're in a second priority line at all times and you can never sort of jump the queue or get ahead of them. Um, you're basically being, being sold leftover impressions, leftover space on the results page. Um, so that in mind, you need to go for keywords that are medium to low competition, right? So keywords that technically other paid advertisers might not be bidding on. And so those keywords are going to be more of like your middle to top funnel keywords, right? So if, you know, you have, um, you, if, if you are trying to get, um, you know, if you're like a leukemia and lymphoma society of um, the U.S. or something, and you're trying to get um, donations for people that are struggling with cancer, so obviously you cannot use like donate to cancer or donate to cancer charity. Those keywords are going to be too competitive. Those have to live in a paid account. If you're going to bet on them, they have to be in a separate account. Um, but the keywords you will go for in your grant are like the different types of cancer, you know, signs and symptoms of those different types of cancers, um, you know, potentially like those mid to high funnel uh, keywords that are more people in like the research phase, right? So it's more of like people that are just looking around and researching um, that you want to capture with your grant. And then sort of those bottom funnel keywords live in a separate paid account if you do have additional budget um, available for those. Yeah, so, and I imagine with underserved causes, um, there might be a bit of an advantage there, right? That, that these uh, major keywords are not being bid on by paying ad customers. Um, so there, there may be, depending on what your nonprofit is focused on and who you're serving, there may be opportunity there to actually get a, a significant amount of traffic, uh, regardless of, of, you know, what the, the current competition is. Um, and then secondly, too, it just made me think, Nicole, that um, what, what, however your ads are performing on the ad grant, don't equate that to what a true paid ad campaign might produce. Yes, 100%, 100, 100%. So if you think about your ad grant, you can never, so like how people generally judge um, how like the, the share of what their, their ads are getting, it's called impression share. 
So a lot of people try to go for 100% impression share on their brand keyword, which means that of all the impressions, so of all the eyeballs of people seeing ads, you're getting 100% of them. So in your grant, you can never even get like around 50 to 60. Like it's just, it's not, it's not based on the whole because you're not being able to like see the whole. So it's like something that you need to keep in mind is that your impression share will never match up to a paid account. So you can say, oh, my grant has like 100% impression share. It likely does not. It likely has 100% of the impressions it can receive, but there's others that we know that it can't. So it's like something to just keep in mind. I see a lot of people um, like saying, oh, we have like 50% impression share in the grant or we have 100% on our brand keywords in the grant. And I'm like, no, like there's still other impressions, incremental impressions that you could be getting in a paid account as well. And would you recommend nonprofits run paid accounts alongside their grant account? Yeah, definitely. So this is like a really good question. Um, and I think that there's a couple things that I generally like go through with a nonprofit to see if like they're a good fit. Um, the first being like if they have a, a good amount of budget. So good amount of budget, like we're talking about 5000 a month um, at a minimum, like generally like you can spend less than that, right? But um, you do need a good amount of budget uh, to sort of have a second paid ads account and do well sort of in the charity space because there is so much competition. So I would say if you have, you know, let's say between three and $5,000 you can spend per month, then it is probably a really good fit for you to try out search ads. Um, and then the second part of that being is like, have you monetized, has your nonprofit monetized? So when I say that, is there a way when someone lands on your website, can they purchase something from you? And if that is yes, then you are definitely a good fit for um, for advertising. Also, a little caveat, if you are an e-commerce shop and you're a nonprofit, you 100% should be having a separate sort of e-commerce paid ads account um, that has like your shopping feed and shopping campaigns and everything like that. That sort of stuff can't sit in the grant either. Um, so yeah, just to sort of recap, if, you're, if you have an e-commerce store, you should definitely have a paid ads account regardless. Um, sort of of your budget. Um, the second being, if you have a little bit of incremental budget with your organization to spend on a monthly basis, so let's say three to five thousand. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think, oh gosh, I forgot the third one that I said, but um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I, I think like you want to go at least like let's say for three months. So if you have an appeal coming up, you want to do like get your campaign set up, um, do a little bit of prospecting through the first month potentially second month and then the third month just being like that hard conversion sale um but yeah i would say at least three months you want to sort of build up a lot of nonprofits just say oh we have like a three-week appeal and it's like that's not going to work for advertising it might but it's not going to be something that it's not going to be scalable like you're not going to have um good enough learnings from such a short campaign because the the machine learning and the bidding takes a few weeks to learn to be able to drive conversion. So you need to sort of keep that in mind um, with running sort of short-term or campaigns. Um, it's gonna be really tricky uh, for, your, for your campaigns to, to work well. Cole, this has been so helpful. Any resources you would recommend to our audience? Uh, yeah, so I, um, right now, I am hitting my YouTube channel pretty hard. So I 
Um, I'm uploading content twice a week of just optimizations or just like having a look into the grant accounts that I run and sort of like giving recommendations and showing what works. So go ahead and head over to my YouTube channel. It's just my name, Nicole, and I see H. OLE and then Vanderwall, just how it sounds. Um, and then you'll be able to see sort of uh, all of like, seriously, all of my content. Um, it's a pretty big vault at this point. Um, and yeah, like all the clients that I work with are really um, understanding and want to help other nonprofits. So they're really open with me showing, you know, their accounts and like how I'm doing them and what's working. So if you um, yeah, are interested in even getting the grant or what's working or how to do it, go ahead and um, head to my YouTube channel and subscribe and you'll be able to see um, all of my courses as well that are on my website, um, sort of through my YouTube channel. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And if you check out the show notes at nonprofitpulse.com, we'll have all of Nicole's links there, uh, as well as links for the Google ad grants. Nicole, thanks so much for sharing about Google ad grants and just advertising in general. And uh, I hope it's spurred our audience on to maybe pursuing this in 2024 uh, and beyond. And uh, hopefully they will reach out to you and, and get some uh, trusted expertise on if they do run their campaigns. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It was so, so fun to talk talk back to um, someone in the U.S. because I am missing my American family here in Australia. So really good to chat with you too. Yes, I'm so glad we got it uh, worked out. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with others or leave us a rating and review. To find show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit nonprofitpulse.com. There, you can also sign up for the Nonprofit Pulse monthly newsletter, where we send the latest trends, insights, and resources to help nonprofits accomplish their mission. We'll see you next time.